12 questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said that as I was like walking over to our weird filthy couch. We're doing We're in the living room today, ladies oh, and hooray. gentlemen. Yay. On this podcast, I allow people the opportunity to keep themselves anonymous. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because I'm going to ask you like 12 questions about like 12 maybe intimate topics so oh, sometimes right. people like to they like to stay oh, I'm fine under the radar how would you like to introduce yourself oh my name is jimmy calloway uh, please don't tell anyone i won't <laughs> i won't guys it's jimmy calloway from as the worm turns <laughs> thank you Yay! there's no as but thank you shit i always <laughs> add it it's the you're worm not, turns you're far from the only one yeah 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 why did but you you're choose, far from the why one. did you choose no as because the the phrase the worm turns comes from you know when uh the worm turns on the bird oh. it's like a it means a role reversal oh so it's not a it's not as the world turns reference so much there was an old mickey mouse cartoon called the worm turns i think that's where i got it oh because Man, in I that cartoon he puts some weird like mad science potion on a worm and it beats up a bird and then it goes on. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Awesome. Thank you. I'm gonna ask you twelve questions. We've okay. been shooting the shit. And even does you even know you knew what cheese may was. I was all oh, yeah. like on being all cheese mosa and you totally <laughs> knew. And I was like, ah I love that. Um so uh so yeah, so let's get into it. Let's do. Let's do. What um okay. So what is your experience in the journey that is you? Because mm-hmm. I know I know you're not like a substance abuse guy. You're like a you're like a, a like people, a people guy. Yeah? Yeah. Like people are my booze? Possibly? <laughs> I don't want to judge. I don't want to like put that on you. No, I just I just don't know. Or what just you like mean. your general like experience. I know you're like a ther- you do therapy. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You're like a therapy guy. We yes. always just have good conversations kind of about stuff. And yeah. so I just like, let's, yeah. let's get in. Why not record it for posterity? Ooh, yes. <laughs> so what, like, what is your experience of surrender? Like when things happen in your life? Um, well, I love that cheap trick song for one. <laughs> um, how do you mean exactly though? Well, like maybe something isn't going as expected. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not going as you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're noticing that you need to like make some changes. I know we were both talking about like just fitness and diet and being yeah. old. Yeah. I love that we had a conversation where it was like, oh, this is, I do a lot of Zumba. <laughs> and I was like, I wish I could do Zumba, but my back's fucked up. And we both mm-hmm. really, we both grew a gray hair in unison yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So, so like, how do you, how do you find surrender in your life? Well, it, it's weird. Like when I first went into therapy about 10 years ago, it was real easy. Like it was like at that point in my life, I was 31, 32 and was not in a good place at all. So that was why I finally went, I'd always been resistant to therapy because I was raised in that kind of lunkheaded way where it's like, okay, you don't need no help from nobody. Yeah. So I'll do it myself, which never works. Not for me anyway. So, I got to a point where I was like, I got to go to therapy or something drastic is going to happen. (laughs) So I went to therapy and they were pretty much, they told me pretty much what I'd heard my whole life, which is like, hey, just let that go and take it. I went, okay, yeah. And it was, it it felt more natural. Yeah. 
But now it's like back to kind of being work. Like I have to kind of really work hard at not at surrendering myself over to, you know, just general powerlessness. Yeah. Like what's people. that change for you? Like what changed in the, cause you were coming from now, was this pre comedy? Yes. Oh, well, when I first went to therapy it was pre comedy. You're yes. like me. You discovered <laughs> comedy in therapy. Sort of. What? Well, I'd always wanted to be in comedy since I was uh, 11. When I was 11, I announced yeah. to my parents that I wanted to be a stand-up. And they said, no, you can't. And I said, okay. It, and then it was 25 years, so I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to not do it. Any, you know what I mean? It does sound like when when one announces that to your parents, mm. I would like to be a princess ballerina astronaut. Yeah, That's yes. what it sounds like. But instead, you became a punk musician. Yes, because they couldn't is, stop me from doing that. Which feels to me even almost more impossible. Well, it seemed to me as a high school kid that it was more possible than stand-up because there were other dudes involved. So I wouldn't just be out there by myself. So I'd have three other idiots to like, you know, pick up the slack or take the blame. Totes. If I, you know what I mean? If we ate it or something, it wouldn't be my fault. And it rarely was, I will say. But um, (laughs) you were like, listen, I showed up in my chonies. (laughs) Right. I'm here to yell. I'll carry some stuff in if that's what you need. But beyond that, yeah, I'm just a dynamic front man. Yeah. So, yeah, that was easier. I was briefly in college in a sketch troupe, and it was kind of the same thing. It was like doing comedy, but there were two other dudes that I was doing it with. So it was still like a safety net. Mm -hmm. So that was the long way to start doing stand-up which i realized i did love even more than the other i still love punk rock and sketch yeah. comedy but i i love stand-up way more and always have so it, it just took me a long time to get there for me it was i had to find i had to do the work to even develop the self-esteem to live a life beyond my wildest dreams yes I couldn't. That I, sounds very familiar. Yeah, like I'm. I'm realizing. When did you start finally? Start stand up. Yeah, in 2013. So how, a couple years. How old were you? I was 36. Okay, so I was 32 when I started. Mm. So we are each other's future. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whom to feel sorry for more. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, the jury's still out. I think yes. I should just go buy a suit and then try that and then try that. First of all, how dare you? That's my thing. <laughs> no. What's the name of the What's the name of the of your band? Uh, the band I was in probably the longest was the Dissimilars. Okay, that was like my main band. I'm still technically in Slab City, though we don't really play very often. Okay, not since 2010. We've played here and there since 2010, but just very erect. But we never officially like disbanded. Yeah. One of those things where we can, if we get a wild hair, we can put a show together. What a crazy, I, I under, as I've never been in a band, but I understand that it's a, a, a crazy five way relationship with yeah. like a lot of egos and a lot yeah. of temperaments and like yeah. scheduling and that it's a very intimate creative relationship with like potentially four other really grumpy people. My old guitarist used to call it a fun nightmare, which is pretty, uh. very. He was talking specifically about going on the road, but I think that phrasing applies to the whole endeavor yeah. in general. And I also think like doing the majority of it, I was in my 20s and not 
knowing that that's what it was a five-way relationship type thing yeah might have even been a an advantage and yeah. sort of ignorance is bliss sort of thing we just powered through it and we fought and stuff like yeah. that there's always going to be stuff like that but we never went to group therapy like metallica did or anything like that <laughs> you know it's not a bad idea it's not, it doesn't you know it's not I, very rock and roll but it's not a bad idea either you know where I learned that? There's mm. this anime that mm. was originally, it's it's released in the U.S. as Mongolian Chop Shop, which is super weird. Because um, the the Japanese version was called Beck, but it was an acronym. So it was like B period. Right. And um, it's sort of, it's not about anything other than the relationships between the people and the band. Mm. And it's great. And yeah. they also have this early 90s nostalgia thing going on. So you hear a lot of like, old references and stuff it's Mm -hmm. very it's a fascinating anime but i remember watching that and thinking like what a difficult relationship to have yeah that's like that's admirable it's not the most difficult relationship i've ever (laughs) had but it's definitely a challenge and it's definitely not something that your normal average person encounters i would imagine yeah so yeah it's definitely unique that is unique yeah that's amazing yeah yeah. It is ultimately very fun, though. I am. I have no regrets as far as any of that goes. Yay. Yay. That's important. Can't say the same for a lot of my <laughs> past. But that particular instance, yeah. Oh, my God. I uh, I had a situation recently where um, there was a, a gentleman in my life who was like a, a missed opportunity. I think we both see each other as like, what do they call that on on uh, on Craigslist? Uh uh, um, miss miss something I, something encounters or missing, something missing close encounters closer or something yeah. some shit like that close encounters of the third kind mm-hmm. for sure and so um so somebody who's listening to this podcast is like convinced i had a stroke <laughs> i'm gonna go see a doctor next week and be like did i have a fucking stroke i can't think anymore um is this menopause what is this tell me um but they have like uh but i, I looked at him the other day and I looked him dead in the face. He was giving me that look. And I said, hey, I've made the right decisions in my life. <laughs> we would have killed each other <laughs> mutually. Mm-hmm. I know that. Feeling Just sure. strangled each other. How did they die? Strangled to death at the exact <laughs> same moment by the other person. Okay. You understand me? <gasps> Which one died first at the same time? At the same time. It wasn't it's a murder suicide. It was a mutual murder. <laughs> But they did it. They pulled it off. Yeah, congratulations. Um, so that being said, uh, what is your uh, what's been your kind of like most insane moment in your journey? And that could be insane positive, insane negative, insane insane. Like, oh man, some part where you were just like, whoa, this is extra special. <laughs> this, this moment is extra spicy. Gosh, this is tight spicy moment. Well, I guess so. When uh, we were talking about me getting into therapy, there was a there was a very definitive moment where I realized I had to get into therapy or I was going to do something drastic. And what does I, something drastic mean? Like hurt yourself, like hurt myself, others? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was working at the time. I was working in this warehouse. Okay. And we had these very where we put all the overstock of these very tall shelves. Okay. And so and, you know these large boxes of things that we're storing. And then there's like these ladders that are essentially mobile staircases. Like you, you can push them and then you lock them in place and then you walk up a flight of stairs essentially to the top shelf to, you know, whatever. 
So I was doing that one day. I was I was putting stuff away on a top shelf, and I was sitting on the top step, mm-hmm. and I looked over and just it wasn't even like a, a formed thought, but I was just like, oh, I should just like go over. It was an intrusive thought. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah, it definitely felt like mm-hmm. it didn't come from me, but it definitely did. Because then I was like, whoa, and it like scared the shit out of me. Like I was yeah. very close to just toppling off the top and trying I was like I looked at the concrete like oh if I land the right way I can break my neck and then this will be over with so I was like oh okay and I got down off of that ladder and I went and talked to the HR lady and I was like hey do we have therapy with our medical insurance (laughs) because I really need to do it and she could see something I was rattled I mean I had been very depressed and like me and my coworkers were even like are you okay because my clothes didn't fit anymore like they were falling off me so, yeah, I think that was probably when I think back, that's that's something that really sticks out as being very uncharacteristic of me because I'd always yeah. I've always been depressed. I've like had it, you know, struggled with it for a right. long time. And so thoughts of killing myself or not being alive anymore, which is more common, I think. Yeah. For me, the, I was used to that, but I'd never had such an o- almost overpowering feeling of like, you know, you can get off here or you can <laughs> right. do something else, but I couldn't just continue as I was. Yeah. So that was definitely like a watershed moment. Whoa. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I once had a sponsor call me and she was like, hey, <laughs> so uh, just I'm going to ask you a question and I just want you to answer it honestly because I'm very concerned about you. And I was like, okay. And she was like, so if like you got hit by a bus in a bus in like in a crosswalk tomorrow, is that something you'd be bummed out about? (laughs) And I was like, for sure. No. And she was like, she was like, well, do you think about that ever? And I was like, how did you know? (laughs) Just like it, we can tell, like yeah. everybody in your life can tell. So could you please get some help? And it took me like a few years before I actually. It took another sponsor a little later down the ra- line, being like, "Call this therapy hotline or never call me again." Yeah, you need help. Yeah, I was like really resistant. There was definitely up until that moment, I definitely had people were like, "You need to do something," and occasionally, most of the time, I go, "Fuck you! You don't know what I'm going." You know what I mean? Yeah. But occasionally I'd kind of go, oh, man, maybe they're right. But I still wouldn't do anything. Right. It wasn't until, you know, my early 30s where I was like, all right, well. Yeah. And it's it's still to this day, I'll be 42 in a few months. Yeah. I still, like, as a kid, I would picture myself as a grown-up. Yeah. But never past 30. Yo! So I have no... Do you know what I mean? Like at 25, yeah. 26, I could look back on how I mm-hmm. thought my life would be and compare and contrast. Can no longer do that. Are you sure you're not a drug addict? Because that's how <laughs> we think. I was just talking to a friend no, of mine I'm last night. No, I'm not sure. I, I pretty, like, we were, we were, uh, I was talking to a friend last night and I was like, you know, we just don't plan. We have like a whole book about like 
how to get basically like how to be old mm-hmm. in recovery. I was like, I didn't plan for a hip problem and a 401k. I still yeah. really have problems with like, no. like forward planning. I didn't plan yeah. on living past like 25. Yeah. I just had no plan for that. Exactly. And so, um, so it's like cool because when in things like stand up, when stuff arrives in my life, I'm nimble. I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. Like right. I had no plan. I have to deviate from. Right. But on the other hand, um, it also means that like, I don't do a lot of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not probably going to be one of those people that buys their cremation in advance, you know, like no. I have family members that are like, just so you know, if I die, I've had it taken <laughs> care of for 45 years. I'm like, that's insane. That's still very weird to me. Like I still don't, I have no intention of making any plans like that. Not to be a burden on my loved ones, but that's not going to be my problem. I would like to be shot out of a cannon into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just leave me wherever you find me. I'm sure you can compost. Let the birds take yeah. you. <laughs> Let me go back to nature. Um, no, I think my family is just a little bit obsessed with death. I'm just a smidge. You are? Well, my family and oh, also sure. me by proxy. Anyway, oh, yeah. No, I got I'm you. really making this about me. I mean, <clears> no, by all means. Rain it in, Valenzuela. It's your place. No. This is an interview about Jimmy <laughs> Calloway. Uh-huh. What? Um, what is your with sort of? That's. I think that's really brilliant because you immediately identified like a rock bottom, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "I am making a decision to get help." Yeah. How is your decision making in the, the rest of the areas of your life? Not great. <laughs> How so? <laughs> well, I, don't, I guess it's not terrible. It's hard to say because, like, we were just talking about, like, I don't plan very far ahead okay. in general. Sure. So, yeah, it's hard to say. But, no, I don't really – I don't – I'm very impulsive. There is that. Okay. And I do have an addictive personality okay. at the very least. Right. So, you know, and it can be as something as small as, like, I'll buy – occasionally I'll buy myself a package of Snickers bars – just to have, and then you get one, I'll say that to my, you get one per night, and sometimes I'll eat two. That's a small thing. <laughs> but You're then, adorable little man. I am adorable. <laughs> but it's the same, it was the same when I drank. It was like, I never, I cannot recall a single time where I didn't get hammered. Because right. it was like, why am I going to have a beer? That, Who, what, that's insane. To, to, Clo- to quote Lara Bites, hmm. what are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like that kind of that kind of decision making where it's it's sort of powered by at best like a hedonistic sort of if I get it, we're all gonna die, so live it up, that right. sort of thing. Right. But but it's also just I just never really learned impulse control. And it's something I've had to like kind of train myself to do and i still have to stay on top of myself in like i don't want to say the number because it's ridiculous but in like march april i spent so much money on comic books that i'm now still flat broke for like another probably month and i still have to rate like i go oh i could order this one and i still have to like rein myself back in right because i have hundreds that i haven't even read yet but it's just this amassing. That was I, that coming from like a um, depressive place? Yes. Okay. So real talk in the spring, mm-hmm. people they like 
the reason why it's hard to find a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist oh. in the spring is because you're you're experiencing like biochemically that makes sense. a lot of people are they're coming out of sort of the like seasonal effective right mm-hmm. but now they have enough vitamin d in their system mm-hmm. to now be motivated enough <laughs> to kill themselves. Yeah. And so there is like, it's this time of year is particularly rough for mental health care professionals. This is around this time two years ago when I went back to therapy. Yeah. So, yeah. Me too. Me too. It's like, there's, I'm a summer baby and I love spring, but there's definitely a part of me that's like, oh, you too? I love that. Yeah. I August love that. I, I, I have a lot of friends that are like, I just love the winter. I'm like, who, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah, what are you nuts? Yeah, what are you nuts? We live in California. Go live somewhere shitty. Yeah. Go live somewhere where you can go be cold all the time. Thank you. Yeah. This is where put on your put on your shorts. <laughs> oh, you just don't like your legs. I get it. <laughs> just go outside. You're fine. To be fine. fair, I don't wear shorts in public. You don't wear shorts in public? Not since I was in high school. What about jorts? Nope. Hmm. I mean, I'll you know if I go swimming, obviously I'm not going to swim in my jeans. Although I wouldn't be, I'm not that far from it. Um, Would you wear like, uh, like a like one of the Michael Phelps like legging suits that go all the well, way down? Maybe. Okay. All right. Let's throw a pool party. Let's test it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just long johns. I just, <laughs> I just want to go to a pool party. I know, right? I oh my god. See, I love, and then once summer hits, I start to feel instantly better because I'm yeah. like, okay, I got through that. Yes. Cause I don't, I don't like being dark and sad. Definitely. Same. Yeah. That's good. Did you, have you read all the comic books or are you a collector? Just keep it in the thing and then read it online. I'm trying to, no, I, I read them. Yeah. I yeah. read them online too. Now I have the Marvel comics app so I can read them on my tablet. Nice. But I still buy regular comic books and I ha- I mean, that's since I was also since I was about 11. Well, that's like a sensory experience because you're mm-hmm. getting the smell, you're getting the like, yeah. I remember in the 90s, Image put out these like incredible, um, they sort of had like, uh, they were supposed to be like holographic, but they had this like shiny, I remember getting those. Yeah, it was like Wildcats number two out of color like that. And a couple other, Image was, especially back then, that was their whole thing. That was like, (laughs) it was a good time to be a comic book nerd back then because, especially because that's when Image was like really doing its like most fun, best experimental stuff. It felt like the punk rock section of the comic book store. (laughs) It was very, I was It's even more so now though, Image. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like they're, because when they started, it was all superhero stuff, just like the other, the big two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they're very, like it's varied. So there's a lot of different, I enjoy that. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't been, before you at me, anybody, I don't, <laughs> I haven't, I it, what it is is I don't have the time or the money to invest in comic books. It's I a lot. To, and then I went through like a manga phase. I go through like obsessive, then I went through like a pirating Japanese content phase. Mm. That was, that was back before you could kind of like easily stream anything. Right. And, uh, and then I discovered stand up and I realized, oh, I had all this like, <laughs> unchanneled obsessive energy yeah that my bot my brain and my body was just like crying out for something creative it's such a that was i had a very similar thing like when i started doing it it was like the rest of me kicked in and was like why haven't you just been doing this this whole time right so yeah. do you ever get i sometimes i get a little jealous of people younger than me that yes. just like got it when they were like 19 yes did you ever just want to shake them the only the only well you know the only but the thing that i 
tell myself to kind of get over that is that had I started stand up in my twenties, I'd have nothing to say. Biggest piece of shit. (laughs) I got that all out of my system in a band. Yes. So all that, all that entitlement and all Uh that, how dare they book them and not us? Yes. All out of my system by the time I was 30. So clutch. And so that definitely feels like an advantage. I'll have little like, like I'll have little waves of that, but I have such a, mostly from like being in the 12 step world, I have such a system for dealing with those things. Yeah. So it's just like, I congratulate those people. I, you know, I, I go out of my way to like wish them well. And if I can't stop thinking evil thoughts, then I, I, I mute them and it's not for them. It's not because they did anything wrong. No, I got Because I can't be trusted with that information. No, I know what you mean. (laughs) And it, but I do feel like it would be the only regret I have in that regard is I could have been having this much fun for even longer. Yes. That's the only, the most fun. It is the most fun. It is the most fun. Absolutely. And I think that speaks to like, there's a part of me, like I listened to very sad, like, I was I was talking to somebody about like introducing them to like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and like mm-hmm. PJ Harvey and uh, Lou Reed and that sort of genre of sad guys talking mm-hmm. over good rock and roll. <laughs> like, what do you call that? It's the not mope and roll. Mope and roll, mm-hmm. yeah, mope and roll. <laughs> so I was, is that just something you came up with, or I just like missed that? My I might life. have just come up with it. That's fucking or i might have ingested it what are you a professional comedian and writer how dare you (laughs) no how dare you that is mope and roll that's exactly what it is and i realize i need my sad jams because i'm Mm -hmm. always trying to like blow serotonin through my little brain space to make comedy and um i think i think sometimes that doesn't you get a little anhedonia you get the little brain gets kind of like well it's never enough and that's how alt comedy is created (laughs) (laughs) right it's either you go two ways. You go like alt comedy or you hump a stool till it breaks. Yeah, and then there's yeah. like either, you know, it's unsavory for it's, it's unsavory for the stool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like I, I understand how both of those things kind of need to exist. A yes. Little bit. And also how comedians can be the most depressed sad people you've ever met in your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do they do the thing because you're, you're a little older. Do they come up to you like, dad, <laughs> Please teach me. Certainly not that bluntly. I, I, I've had, I'm, I've, I mean, if a comic would just come up to you and they feel the impulse and just say, are you my mommy? Mm-hmm. That would be like so enlightening if yeah. I didn't have to like figure it out over time. Right. <laughs> but I don't think they even realize that that's what they're looking for. True. So they, it's hard to vocalize it. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I am a positive influence True. on the younger Comics. I would agree. But I don't want to like, you know, yeah. put myself up on a No. So, and I try to and I try to have like a positive attitude about the yeah. whole endeavor. And so, yeah, in general, I feel like that if any if if nothing else, I feel like some of the younger comics might gravitate towards that. Yeah. So, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I, I'm. I would love to, because that was something even before I started stand up. That whole notion of the sad clown is always kind of to me. It seemed a little cliche after yeah. a while. Everybody's entitled to be sad or whatever. Yeah, from time to time. But the whole notion of oh no, why oh, am no. I like this? 
Oh no. Um, I can't even, it's not even a good ding. I can't even make them. My muffins are done. Um, I just, yeah. Why does your egg timer sound like a cell phone? Oh my God. Um, so (laughs) what's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in your journey? Oh boy. I don't know. I told you these are some questions. No, they are. I just, (laughs) I'm so uninterested in myself that it's hard to answer that question. (laughs) There's, there's not, let me, do you have like a, as a wildly imaginative comic book person Mm. and like a re you read books, books too. And you enjoy a fine movie. I do. We both really enjoyed Booksmart. Oh, it was so funny. Have you been listening to the soundtrack? No. Give yourself, give yourself a mo- And also, shout out to Dan the Automator. I was <laughs> in a long-term relationship with his cousin. Oh. Ah. Uh, yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, good soundtrack. Um, but what was I going to say? Uh, do you have like a fantasy self? Do you have like a person? Oh, yeah like a fantasy world type of person so that version of me and how interesting is that person yes okay (laughs) that version so when i was a kid and i would picture myself as an adult i didn't look anything like me and i think in my head as a kid i thought that it was like a movie in my head so naturally whoever was playing me wasn't going to look like me (laughs) so and also that me was much taller because that was something i was very self-conscious about from a young age and you're much, not terribly short no i'm not and i don't yeah. i don't uh i don't worry about it so much now we do have a height obsessed culture though we do yeah and but fuck them they're trash right you're, that was but that was one of those yeah. childhood things that even though by the time i was a you know senior in high school i was like i don't who cares yeah i have a tall man in my life it just means i get elbowed more in my sleep <laughs> Who wants that? Yeah, I literally got elbowed the other night and said to him, why did you do that? <laughs> and he just said, I'm sorry. And neither one of us fully woke up. <laughs> That's nice that you guys have that kind of... <laughs> I was like, ow! Even in sleep. Yeah. Even in sleep. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> That's really... You guys really keep communication. <laughs> you know, you're going to let semi-consciousness get in the way. <laughs> I would have liked to have said like, well, because he uh, he talks in his sleep and he speaks the language. Um, he speaks the language. He speaks the alien language oh, in his okay, sleep. Sure, it's like like mm-hmm. you know how babies sound, mm-hmm. but like a grown man, and it does sound like almost a language. I would so pay sometimes one million dollars to hear that. In yo, I'm gonna record it one day. It's great <laughs> because I can fully talk to him. I'll go. He'll be like, and I'll say, really? And he'll be like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we have full conversations. Wow. And then sometimes he'll wake up mid conversation and I'll tell him, mm-hmm. hey, you're talking. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, oh, okay. But he never says anything that you can, does he ever say? It's anything? undecipherable. I brought huh. it up to his mom. She does it too. Oh, okay. I think the alien race is directly beaming into their brains. <laughs> sure. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to, I have no idea, but it's like an indecipherable like language. Yeah. I don't know, I'm talking too much again. What is the most, <laughs> what is the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself? What is the most interesting thing I've learned about myself? Also, I interrupted your fabulous story about your fantasy life. So it's a different oh, right. guy playing you. Who plays so, you? It wasn't. It was never an so actor like, that I recognized. Okay. I, I think it was just. The way I pictured myself in my head as a little kid, I looked a lot different. 
Also because I didn't know how people, when they got older, how they looked similar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, that concept was still kind of weird to me. So, but yeah, that guy was very Jack Tripper. He was very, okay. you know, single. Yeah. Bachelor type. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool. I love Jack Tripper. Oh, I, I love that. that show. <laughs> I absolutely wanted, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be funny. I wanted to be relaxed okay. around women. I didn't want to be a scumbag like Larry downstairs, but yeah. I did want to be, you know, adept at I, dating. I think you've, I mean, I think I've I more think, or less achieved all that. Yeah. I think you have. <laughs> it's not that far afield. Yeah. I think you did it. <laughs> yeah. I think you did it. Yeah. I'm not, except for the height thing. I think uh, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> you I, know, the thing, that's actually, that's one of the reasons, one of the many, that I don't use the dating apps. Oh. Because that's when the height thing really seems to be a firm prerequisite. And it's just like, hey, well, I'm already taking a beating ego-wise on these <laughs> things. I don't need to add that. Something I haven't been embarrassed about in, you know, 30 years. I gotta, true. Now I got to be embarrassed about it again. I don't want to. I don't, I don't think you have to be embarrassed about it. I think that one time on one of the dating apps, this is funny. I thought, cause I had been to the, I'd been to the doctor and they mm. must've had some sort of problem with their little height machine thing. <laughs> they said I was five, three mm-hmm. and I went on a date stating I was five, three and that person stated they were five, four uh-huh. and I showed up. And we discovered both of us had rounded too far in the other direction. Right. He was probably like 5'2", which is fine. Sure. Uh, He was not pleased with my height. (laughs) He looked immediately. I could see him going through all of the motions. And we had like a lovely time, but I could see him. And I said, you know, he goes, you're not 5'3". And I said, I think I'm fine. Like, that's what the doctor just told me. He's like, maybe you were slouching. And... I, the next time I went to the doctor, I'm five five. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely on me. I was like, don't don't be weird about it. Let's get sushi. I don't care. Like, yeah. here, yeah, hop in my purse. Let's go. I like, had a very similar experience. Like as a teenager, I think I was told at some point that I was five seven. I was like, all right, that sounds right. That's what it says on my driver's license. And then I went to pick up a lady. This was a long time ago when I first was on OK Cupid mm-hmm. before it was an app. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I went to pick up this With lady. Dial-up modem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> AOL. Yeah. And then uh, I only had so many hours, so I had to, <laughs> I had to get while the getting was good. We used to have to buy <laughs> the internet like like a like a burner phone. Yeah, it was like a, like a phone card. <laughs> um, but yeah, I picked this girl up for a date, and that was the first, as soon as she opened the door, she goes, "You're not five seven. And I went, "Oh, this is gonna." I actually ended up dating her for a while. For Oof. like a good few. And we're still friends. That's good. Yeah. But I mean, she that, was honest. Yes. She was like, whoa, you're not 5'7". So she I get- put it to, I think I might be not quite 5'6", but that's what I. That's fine. I think I'm a, between 5'6 and 5'7", but I'm not, certainly not going to get into half inches and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because again, it's not something that I really think about, but whenever I'm in a dating situation, it seems like it just, it's going to come up at some point. And so I yeah. just kind of have to be aware of it i want and the, it, granted this is coming from a lady who's dated some tall ones mm-hmm. and is in a relationship with a tall one yeah but i will say i want for us as a gender to grow past 
Thank you. This hype bullshit. It's yes. because it's the same thing as I don't date fatties. Yes. It's the same thing. The ex- don't and de- like if I had been that fellow that had come and like, oh, found you were taller. Yeah. I would have gone like, oh, and then I would have eaten. I wouldn't have even finished that. Oh, yeah. I, it would not have even really occurred to me. And I right. most of the women I've dated have been shorter than me, but not all of them. I've never dated anybody who was significantly taller than I am. Yeah. But it does it makes no difference to me it really it really shouldn't yeah i love i love the couples you see where you see like a big tall lady and my dad my dad and my mom were my mom was slightly taller than my dad Mm -hmm. so for me that's not and he also wasn't like a stereotypical like gender role like man's man kind of a guy he liked jazz he didn't know how to fix anything he could barbecue very well Mm -hmm. like he could do some things that were super manly and some things where he used to walk around the house being like, I only have three chest hairs. Like that really <laughs> bothered him. So like gender roles have always been like openly discussed in my family. Oh, that's cause, nice. Yeah. Cause my mom was like by all rights, a, a butch lesbian who just like Dick, like it sure. was very, she's a butch straight woman, mm-hmm. my, like myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's an interesting, like, you're not butch. I I'm not kind of, so I am wearing cargo pants as <laughs> we speak. Yes. Like, fearlessly like oh, this is what i'm wearing today that's yeah. what we're doing mm-hmm. um but i do yeah i do want for people to grow past that same it doesn't matter no anything interesting you've learned about yourself so far <laughs> um gosh that's such a weird question not weird it's just it's not a question i've ever considered well, maybe it's that like you don't care about height stuff that that could or be maybe it's that you really became jack tripper <laughs> yes, that's something new that I've just learned today. <laughs> I never really thought about it. I mean, I've always, I've always, that comparison was always pretty obvious to me. Yeah. But to think, because again, never pictured myself past a certain age. So now at this age, I go like, oh yeah, I did kind of. You did it. Do all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to varying levels of success, but uh, ultimately. We all have our moments. Here we are now. That's really the important thing. Yeah, we all have our moments. Mm-hmm. There's a person in a 12-step program I know who uh, we describe his nickname behind his back is hot in his first name. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where even I, sh- I'm just, I'm in a relationship, I'm happy. But all of a sudden, I'll just like, hi, <laughs> I have no social skills. How dare you be this good looking? Yeah. And I thought it was crazy until my gay friend met him, did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's attractive Occasionally. People occasionally you run into somebody and you're like, well, all my cool just evaporated. Yeah. How did that happen? How dare you get yeah. out of here? That Boom. happens to me daily. I think uh, I'm sure <laughs> just women just dropping their coffee in front of you. Like, no, the other way around. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 I thought it was like a, so it's like a keystone cop situation. Like just yes. all of a sudden, <laughs> very much. I like constantly can- walking through painted glass <laughs> being carried by two movers. You. I'm so glad you get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Ah, there's well, a lot we of... are closer in age, I guess. Yeah. Every once in a while. Well, I also I took film classes when I was in school because mm-hmm. I was told I was too dumb for art history. Anyway. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. My art history class is full of football players, so I was too smart for it in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. Film history is exact. It's the same credit, except for you get to eat snacks and watch a movie. Yeah. And I, they were like, you can pass that. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um... What is your level of honesty in your life? This is pretty high. Yeah. I uh I do I do take care to 
phrase things nicely. If I have to break bad news to somebody or if somebody asks me my honest opinion, I will be honest, but I will be very nice. And sometimes That's people good. will conflate that, though. Because I don't know, I'm sure you've noticed this, but some people seem to equate honesty with cruelty. Yeah, honesty. And I don't care for that combination whatsoever. We say this in the program, honesty without empathy is brutality. Thank you. That's very well put. Yeah. And even though Legacy of Brutality is a very good Misfits record, I do not need it in my life <laughs> as a concept. Exactly. And a Legacy of Brutality is certainly what I've inherited. So I do not want to keep that going. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. So, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm, say I'm I mean, I'm also, the, the, the other side of that is I am actually a very adept liar. Because that was something, that was a skill I learned early on Yeah. as a young man. So, but by the time I was 16 or so, I was like, oh, I don't want to live my life like that. Gross, yeah. So I can still, like, if I have to lie to a boss, I can do that really easily. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think, it's, it's almost like a survival skill. Yeah. But I definitely endeavor to not put, I just try not to put myself in situations where I'm going to have to lie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if I'm if i honest with everyone around me, I can be honest with myself and then I sleep better at night. Yeah. 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 Um, that's good. I Thank like you. that. I'm going to learn some of that tact from you. Okay. Because I feel like I have tact, but then occasionally I just run out of patience. I say you're very tactful, especially for one who does the roast battle as well as you do. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um, thank you. You're I attempt to be tactful. Sometimes I lose my patience. Well, we I all. I've definitely. Feel. That's not yeah, because I also have a short fuse, so I definitely have to like stay on top of that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that line between like being tactful and being like I'm not taking this bullshit right now. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely have a tendency to be a doormat. Like I'll put myself in that position. Before I will put myself in a position where I have to yell at somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and this kind of gets into uh, a question we're going to have a little later, but like mm -hmm. people pleasing is a character defect. I always tell folks, um, this is my experience after working the steps a couple of times and interviewing like a bajillion people and all this stuff. But like people pleasing is not like, Oh, I just care so much about other people. I just put them first. <laughs> right. Oh my God. What it is, is it's a calculated manipulation to elicit a certain response out of somebody. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be seen as that it yeah. is a manipulation. And when I allow myself to be a doormat, I have to ask myself, what am I getting out of that? Am mm -hmm. I avoiding conflict? Am mm -hmm. I trying to get this person to like me? Am I trying to like, I always have to look at like, okay, well, what am I, what am I doing? Right. Am I avoiding fear? Am I avoiding anxiety? Like, am I, what is this? And how am I going to feel on the repercussion end? Um, that being said, I need to start thinking that way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know what, I, it is my belief that, the sixth and seventh steps in a 12 step program, which we'll kind of get to those questions are the fulcrum mm -hmm. of growth. Mm -hmm. That is, it's my experience is that like, that's where the really, that's where the real painful upheaval happens because mm -hmm. it's that like honest appraisal of like, Oh no, that's, I'm not a victim. I signed up for that. Yeah. And I say, and sometimes, but sometimes, <sighs> Sometimes there is a sense of, sometimes you just get got. 
Yeah, it's it. That's, that's been my like problem. Another thing too is trying to differentiate yeah. between the two. Am yeah. I? Did I put myself in this position, or am I being taken advantage of? And Hollywood is a Ooh. really difficult place to. <laughs> The most difficult. The I most even is say. put me yeah. to the test. Yeah, like is really put me to the test, and For sure. and has made me just be like, this is like open and up front. And if people don't like the honesty part of it, then right. I guess I'm gonna have an Amanda Palmer like career and just like build that audience that way. Because I mean, there's worse ways to go about it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of the goal. But that being said, how, what how do you experience fear and anxiety? before we even get into like the like physically or just in general just in general i'm very i'm i'm more depressed than i am anxious okay but my anxiety comes from where i think all anxiety comes from is just worrying about something that hasn't happened yet okay i have constant um just constant uh what's the word i'm looking for here like fictional arguments in my head <gasps> with Shower other people. Fights. Yes. Constantly. Uh, it's just a never ending. Ah, uh, the best fight. <laughs> Those are the best fights. I, mean, I, I know. always win. So there's that. I always win. I never feel better after them though. Yes. That's the problem. <laughs> is that it's just, it just goes around and around. Yeah. And around. It's just like being on this sick carousel. And so that's the, I think that's the main way it manifests is that i just so i i like say there's somebody i'm dreading that i'm gonna run into then that's all i think about is what is this person gonna do when i see them out are they gonna make a scene are they gonna start a fight are they gonna ignore me i can't decide which is worse and then this confrontation that i'm trying to avoid finally comes about and it's nothing Hi, how are you? It's always like, hey. And it's just, I was like, okay, good. Well, I'm glad. I, and it's also, I feel like I got the idea in my head that karmically somehow, if I had that all these fake fights in my head, then I won't have to have them in real life. So if I put myself oh. through the stress and the anxiety and the anger in advance, Whoa. then I won't have to worry about it later. Like, like I'm trying to jinx it. Do you know oh, what I mean? So you're okay. So you're pre- you're you're doing like I used to do for roast battles. So I would prepare sort of like three or four different versions of how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like I would try to strategize. Mm-hmm. Like I was preparing for war. Yeah. And so you try to strategize, which is a skill I basically got in that sort of wheeled house of character defects. Like right. so you're trying to so you're creating the self fulfilling prophecy, but you're creating all of the like choose your own adventure alternate endings yes just in case just in case and you feel like that will prevent the actual event from occurring when i was a kid one of my main goals just daily was avoiding doing homework me too so that was like at once i got out of school it's like how am i gonna get out and watching how am i gonna get it so i can just watch cartoons all afternoon i mean that was that disney block you had to watch the darkwing duck you had to watch so much fucking ducktales and gargoyles yeah yeah that's important you can't miss that i mean they're only gonna rerun every episode (laughs) right every fucking day it'll never ever end for some reason be marketing this nostalgia to me in my 40s yeah for I the mean, rest of my life. Exactly. When right. they create the comic book version, which is like somehow darker and better and more adult. <laughs> yes, I, de- I do tend to prefer those myself. Yeah. Anyway. 
I get it. So I was like, fuck this homework. I would get <laughs> I would get so stressed out though. Cause one of the and one of the kind of games in my house was hiding my report card. And like cause if I had if I was below B on anything, I was in trouble. Do you have like siblings? I have a younger sister. Younger sister. Yeah. Okay. Below B. Yeah. So I had so if I had C's, which I often did. Right. I had to, you know, and my mom would look the other way. She right. knew what I was doing, but she would pretend like she didn't. And then if my old man caught me, then I was out. It was almost like, I'll look the other way, but if your father catches you, you can't come running to me. You're fucked. So that was the game. And I would put myself through so much stress Healthy. doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, would put myself, I would put myself through so much stress that I would occasionally go, what am I doing? Why don't I just do my fucking homework? And then I won't ever have to worry about this. Yes. Because if I put myself through that stress of the hiding and the lying and the everything else, then I, nothing will come of it. I'm already being punished. Some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some sort of way that my dad's not even aware of. So that's my mindset with that sort of thing. Okay. Just get it. Take, if I take it on the chin now, I won't have to later. Okay. Instead of just confronting what's wrong in the moment. Right. Try to get around it. It doesn't work out too good as it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I get about it's never and I say this from a knowing place, it's never worked out for me. No. That's actually how I can tell like spiritually I'm spinning out mm-hmm. is if I start having a lot of shower fights. Yes. That's what I call them. For some reason they always happen in the shower. Mm-hmm. You were major I would I would make I have myself them driving is more my driving fight. Oh, that's a good one. I end up late when I have them dry and when I'm driving, I always end up in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm so focused on the fight. I'll end up like some, I'll end up in the yeah. wrong town. Like yeah. I'll end up, I'll, I will miss it's my, I will drive to a house I used to live in. Like I'm, I'm just crazy. Autopilot, I yeah. just go on autopilot. And then when it's the shower, I've made myself like significantly late for work mm-hmm. at times to like have a shower fight yes. or a good shower panic. Very familiar. And it's like, what that. are we doing? Absolutely. What are we doing? Yeah. What a waste of time. Exactly. I could just like not have that thought. Yeah. Or it's in the same token, I could just pay that bill when it comes instead of opening it and thinking about it for three weeks. Right. Exactly. Or even write the check and then write the date on when I'm going to put it in the mailbox. <gasps> what a novel idea. Yeah. And just like stick it. Just stick it. <laughs> uh, um, what is the thing about yourself that you would like to change the most? Hmm like a character defect or like whatever those things are. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many to choose from. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying you're all bad person. We're going to talk about your good stuff too. Cause no, no, no. that is the thing. Maybe I should change that question. Cause there are, everybody has character assets too. Mm-hmm. And like in a 12 step sense, they make you look at both. Yeah. Which that's... is the most uncomfortable part. You're like, here's 150 <laughs> things about me that fucking suck that make me ashamed to be alive. And then here's the three. And here's the three I could come up with about how I'm decent. <laughs> and two of them are about my hair. <laughs> it is great hair. Oh, thank for you. For the listener at home. Thank you. Thank you. It used to be curly. It's It's gone through some changes. Hormones are wild. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. What would I change about myself the most? I mean, a lot of what we've been talking about, like that trying to not have shower fights as much, that would be <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> to be, um, 
Actually, I think that it, that would be my that would be the thing I would change if I could snap my fingers and change some just one thing. Yeah. it would be to let go of stuff. Yeah, because a lot of those shower fights also co- it comes from either confrontations that I'm afraid I'm going to have. Okay, like we've talked about already. So the future, or ones that I should have had. Oh, I should have said this ah, to that fucking guy. Yes. So, I'm going to win that argument in the past. And yeah, I am, you know, undefeated in those. Oh, yeah. Undefeated record. <sighs> Everyone is apologizing, oh, yeah. worshiping at your feet, <laughs> changing their behavior. Right. Oh, the, ugh. when their people finally get around to doing that, then everything's going to work out. The whole world is listening to exactly what you would like them to do. <laughs> That's most of that's most of my conflicts today is like, well, why won't this person just be how I want them to be? Right. And I think that's like I've had this so this has been a, a recurring theme in my own therapy this time around. Yeah. Because when I went when I went back to therapy, I was so depressed that I could barely get off the floor. I was just Is this so, when you moved to LA? Yeah. Aww. Which is weird because I love it here. And I did that was like the biggest thing. There was a there was that two week grace period where I'm just isn't this great and then it was like the stress of moving yeah was the worst like trying to find a place and all this other were stuff. were you living in that like flop house with the 900 people that all the San Diego no. guys all lived in at one no. point I finally like there was me and three of the uh, three other comics that were gonna move up here together and you moved up from San Diego which is right. uh, so I call it summer camp city. Yes. It's like where adults go to zip line for the rest of their exactly. lives. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a much different, but it was really just the stress of the, of apartment hunting okay. that I think really got to me. And then, so yeah, like it, it all came kind of crashing down at once. So, but I had not been that bad off for a long time. So I finally went back to therapy and eventually, because th- I like my therapist a lot. He's really good. I got out of that. Okay. But when I get out of depression, then I'm angry. Oh. Because it's like the depression is covering up all that anger. So oh. once I get it kind of out, then the Hulk Jimmy comes out and I'm just livid all the time. So I would love to get to excise myself of that. Of Hulk Jimmy? Just it's such a pain in the ass. I got to yeah. buy new pants all the time and they're always purple. <laughs> <laughs> I, Gone through who knows how many shirts. I had an ex call me. He used to say, are you in Hulk smash mode? Because mm. I would like, my cycle is, is I'm an anxiety person, mm-hmm. like a generalized anxiety person. I wear myself out with my anxiety. Then I experience depression from right. the wearing myself out. And then... And then I experience anger. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, I definitely get in like Hulk smash mode. And it's weird because when I first told my therapist this, he's like, no, that's good. That's a good sign. That means you're coming out of your depression. And you have a fighting spirit. And so, yeah, you're yeah. going to. And I'm like, okay, well, then you go and beat up my coworkers because I'm this close to doing that. That's not how I want to live my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I sent two sassy motherfucking emails today. <laughs> sassy. Yes. One of them was like, oh, I'll cover you because nobody covered me last week when I had an audition. Ugh. But I'm going to cover you because I got written up for coming back later than I thought I would. And people, the listeners can't see you doing the neck movements, but they're all I'm, I've got right full, where you would think they are. Exactly. I've got the full, <laughs> I'm wearing hoop earrings. They're small, but I'm making up for still it. Still hoops. Yeah, still hoops. Always hoops. Um, but yeah, definitely. 
yeah, I get real sassy at work. Yeah. I'm real, I'm feisty with authority. And yeah. the truth is, is I just resent the day job that I have to have it anyway because I want to be at least a working, I am a working comedian, but I would like to be, I'd like my income to balance out a little bit more. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, nowadays, because most of my day job, I work from home, but I do work in an office like three mornings a week. And Mm -hmm. the guy I really had a problem with finally left. Good. So it's a lot. Bless his heart. But it's still like, that is something like, like Hulk Jimmy's been around for as long as I can remember. So I would happily divest myself of that. And I think it's possible. I just, I'm really going to put my therapist to the test with it, though. I'm like, we need to get rid of this shit because it's really no fun. Maybe try this. I once walked into a therapist's office and I was like, what do I have to do? It was like my first therapy experience. And I'd been seeing her like six weeks. And when I first saw her, I said to her, I don't want to be here. My Mm. sponsor told me I have to come to you. (laughs) I plan to be here for six months and I would like to deal with my anger issues. And she was like, sure. (laughs) And yeah, with that, like, yeah, bitch. Okay. So (laughs) I walked in one day because I wasn't getting any better. And Mm. I told her, I said, I, because it gets worse before it gets better. Right. And I told her, I said, listen, what do I have to say to you? to fucking stop being so angry because do I have I'm to smash your desk. I literally was like both fists. What do I, I told her, I said, I could punch a puppy in the face. That's how <laughs> fucking angry I am right now. And I'm not saying you need to report me no. to see, I'm not going to hurt myself or right. I'm not going to hurt anybody else, but I'm so fucking angry all the time. I'm like a clenched fist. Mm-hmm. And she just asked me like three very specific questions about my dad's death. Mm-hmm. and my mom's death because they had both died by this point mm-hmm. and um and then i was just like i had that like if you ever had the therapy ugly cry with oh, the mocos and everything absolutely. just like like that's it and that absolutely. was like a big turning point in my life and then oh, yeah. and then that clinic closed and i started having panic i had to call them <laughs> i was like i'm having panic attacks could you reassign me somewhere <laughs> And the therapist was like, I think I may have pushed you a little too hard too quickly because yeah. uh, I was like trying to fight her ass. And, right. and she was like, all right, you want me to flip you? bitch?" she judo flipped me in my brain. <laughs> and uh, and that's how that worked. But um, yeah, I mean, usually in my experience now, something has changed over time. And mm-hmm. that where I used to be able to just like Hulk smash. Yeah. And hopefully the changes for you. I used to just be Hulk smash. And now I get like that. If I get that angry, I immediately become sad because Mm. I realize very quickly that I am hurt Mm -hmm. and that I'm frustrated and I feel stuck. That's usually what that comes from for me. A feeling of stuckness, a feeling of frustration around that and a feeling of hurt is, as somebody told me in the program, it's like, uh, anger is just, hurt and fear or hurt and rejection or hurt and frustration, some combination of hurt. Yeah. And so it manifests as anger because it's easier. Right. And that was kind of like my MO for 21 years. And then, then plus some on and off. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the weird thing about it for me now though, is that it was such a given as a young man in my teens and twenties, I was just, and I worked, you know, like you made my, a career of it. Oh, absolutely, That's what yeah. Punk that was rock the whole is. punk rock thing. Yeah, is just doing that. But even uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Like it wasn't really siphoning off enough of that energy, because then I would still punch. Like I never had an apartment that didn't have holes in the wall. 
I okay. never like I worked at a convenience store for most of my twenties, and those big bag in the box soda things. Yeah, oh, those are so good for punching. Yeah, because they're they don't really break. They're just like a blob. So I would just I would work this horrible convenience store job and then go on the back and just punch things until my knuckles bled yeah i and got a black belt in karate i would cut punch guys in the neck <laughs> i wish i am I'm, I'm so grateful i don't have that because i'd be tempted like in class you know sure sure um but then my 30s it seemed to kind of go away like especially yeah. once i started going to therapy then mm-hmm. and now it's kind of starting to come back so i'm like ugh, is it an even deck number decade thing or Maybe. So am I just going to hold, you know, white knuckle it until I'm 50? Because I'd rather not. Well, it might just be that your circumstance, and I'm I'm in the same boat. Like Mm -hmm. I was living in Long Beach. When we first met, Mm -hmm. I was living in Long Beach. I was so excited just to be doing stand-up at all. I was willing to drive from Ventura to San Diego and back. And I did it on the regs. Like, oh, you want to pay me in dinner? (laughs) Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Can I get two steaks with my tickets? (laughs) Like... And yes, I did that. Um, And uh, now I find that like my situation has changed both career wise and career wise and interpersonally. And so I have to level up. Mm -hmm. I have to level up. Okay. And the pink cloud of it is over. The pink cloud of stand up is over. So like now I have to deal with like the feelings of like, this is not easy. Like, it feels easy in the beginning because that's what you needed. To, it's like it's mm-hmm. like if babies weren't cute in the beginning, they'd all be thrown into the street for being annoying. Like <laughs> right. so, so it's that thing of like, you know, that now my comedy career is an obnoxious toddler, mm-hmm. and I have to deal with that. Yeah, and like terrible twos, and I have to, um, I have to develop different skills. I think is what's going on with me. Is like I have to develop a different. Sc- skill set to kind of maintain the yeah. delicate weird relationships that this we is have all to good because i'm going to therapy tomorrow so this is all good stuff because that's <laughs> Do you that want me to like cut this and then just like send it to you immediately <laughs> 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 send it to your therapist i think i'll i think i'll rem- i think i'll remember it but, but yeah yeah it's definitely that all resonates with me what yeah. you're saying and i feel like comedy is still going and also LA too. LA's not like an easy city. I love it here. I really don't have a problem with LA. Really? I was technically I was born here. Oh. Okay. So that might be one reason I you, feel a little you that. But I was born in the deep burbs like in Walnut. I don't know if you know where that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And we moved to San Diego when I was 12. So I s- consider San Diego like my hometown because that's where I did all my growing up. Yeah. But I don't I just and that so like I really like LA and I really don't like San Diego anymore. So there's also that like just being out of a place that I lived for, you know, most of my life. You were in a categorically beautiful place that has (laughs) literally, it's been documented. Some of those beautiful people in the world. And you were like, fuck this shit. But you spend more than a few years there and you're going to see the cracks for sure. Oh yeah. I like, I like performing on sort of the outskirts of San Diego where all the trash people live. That's where I grew up. I, I love the little trash ring around San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um and it's a ring because it goes straight to the beach. It goes like there's <laughs> right. there's trash people on the beach mm-hmm. and then there's like the downtown area where all, everyone's wearing a lot of makeup and everybody's like bought their the comedy South club Bay. tickets. 
into and then, the east county exactly and then the north county and then yeah 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 i like the trash ring mm-hmm. for sure um i definitely like when i'm in club sound there i have to like I have like a couple of minutes of jokes prepared specifically for San Diego. So I'm about to tell them some dark things. And they love being catered to in that regard. I've noticed. I realize that they, they, I needed to like, you know, I don't want to come into a set with, uh, we were talking about this in terms of roast battle the other day, all whip, no cuddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego is a That's city well that likes yeah. to be cuddled. Oh, indeed. So you got to kind of cuddle them into it and cuddle them out of it. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't just go in there and be like, oh, my parents are dead. My boyfriends <laughs> keep dying. And my life is a nightmare. I'm full of tumors. Like they don't think that's funny. No. In LA, we think that's funny because right. it's like, of course you are. Everybody's like that here. Like it's a, it's a little bit different. So, and I guess that's true for a lot of other markets too. You have to be like, you know, I get it. Nothing bad ever happens in Vancouver or yeah. like, you know, wherever. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I can I can see how I can see how San Diego would become a little bit like the Truman Show over time. Oh, abs- that's yes, absolutely how it became for me. I think. Yeah, I always it was weird because when we moved there, I hated it because I was twelve. What oh, a terrible time to uproot no, a kid. Oh, that's when you're just discovering your just, cool music. Like an older you. kid in school gave you a mixtape right. of some shit that you can't hear on the radio, and thank it changed you. your life. But I had to wait till junior year of high school for that. Because I was, my whole timetable was thrown off. You had to like reestablish yourself. Plus, I was the oldest, so like I didn't know that many dudes older than me at all. Uh, you know what I mean? I didn't have an older brother or lingering. sister. You know, like where you've had like an older sister's boyfriend or something like that. Yeah, do shit like that. I've been that guy, which is cool. a nice feeling. Yeah, but yeah, I never really had it done. I had to find everything on my own for the most part. Your younger sister must have the coolest music taste. No, she's the worst. Dave Matthews Band is her favorite, but we grew up in like we might as well have grown up on different planets. Like she as got far that as real San Diego experience. Oh, did she did indeed? And blonde hair, blue eyed, the whole thing. Oh, surfing tan. Yes, when <laughs> I was a senior in high school, she was a freshman. Yeah, and no one believed that we were related. I didn't believe it most of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you ever feel like in your family, like if I didn't look like my parents? so distinctly Mm -hmm. like both of them pretty distinctly i would think that i was the milkman's kid or like just like that they had adopted me and just not told me yeah i mean feel that way oh yeah it's probably it's 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 i'm more like my both my parents than i would care to admit certainly oh yeah the older you get the harder it is to avoid that yes yeah but i never felt and I look like from the nose up on my dad and from the nose down on my mom. Like there's no arguing that I'm their child. Hilarious. But yeah, I never, I always felt very out of place. I always used to, now looking back, I wish I could have said to them out loud, why did I choose this before life started? <laughs> like, why was I just yeah. like, I'm going to shoot into this family. <laughs> yeah, what? what was I thinking? What was I thinking? That's why you shouldn't let formless blobs of, pure light and energy make decisions they're clearly not good at it they're not good at it <laughs> exact you get it i do get it you get it um <laughs> i feel like there's an abortion law joke i could work into there but i can't right now i'm just like you can come back to it I spent all my i spent all my good riffing energy being sassy to my direct supervisor well today. sometimes you gotta it's it's gotta be done sometimes you gotta be sassy i feel i'm, I'm probably gonna have to make amends for that passive aggressive email <laughs> 
Oh, God. Speaking of which. Yes. What is your experience of forgiveness? Ooh. Very slim. I don't have much. I don't. Are you like a grudge guy? Oh, yeah. Really? That's a Callaway tradition. <laughs> we all have it. That's one of those. That's like one of the few things uh, that I've kind of inherited that I really need to try to. And it's gotten better over yeah. the years. But I definitely. That's like how I'm one of three generations of women that is driving a car through a domicile. <laughs> yes, it's a lot like that. We'll we'll go right through your house. It's almost exactly like we that. We will frankly. park in your living room. We don't give a fuck. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's I don't I I don't know how to forgive people. A bazillion grudges. Yeah. Okay. But you don't seem to get rattled easily. Is it that thing of like listen, I don't get mad easily. So if you fuck with me. This is forever. You're dead to me. No, I think it's more that I just, I don't, it seems like I don't rattle easily. I rattle very easily, but I'm just better at controlling my expressions Okay. and like, you know, keeping a, keeping a lid on it. Cause that was one thing from my first round of therapy that I really, my temper really improved and I didn't have such a, I didn't have such a short fuse. And even though it seems to have gotten a little bit, like I was saying, a little bit shorter over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I think that's true, though, too. I think, like, I, if somebody, I'm definitely easy, um, all right, sorry. <laughs> As you heard it, guys, yeah. he called himself easy. <laughs> Ladies. I mean, that's no secret. Ladies. Um, there are times now where somebody will say something to me, and I will be able to go, oh, you know what, if you'd said that to me 20 years ago, we would never speak again. Oh, but I see it now and I just go, all right. Indefinitely, you have this. Ex- There's so many of our peers in comedy who make it so difficult to be friends with at times. There is there is a, I, I'm reminded of a story. There was uh, their brothers and uh, they're kind of east sidey guys. And they both walked up to me after a mic one night and said, hey, you're actually funny. We were on a show with you at the ice house and we just thought you weren't funny. And I was like, why would you say that out loud? That is exactly. (laughs) That is exactly. I looked at him and I was like, Hey, you should actually try this and this with that joke you were just doing. Uh, I, 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 I opened with a compliment is what I did as I was like, I like that joke you're working on. I, I open, I like that joke you're working on. You should change this about it have a good night and i just like left but in in retrospect i should have just kneecapped him like right <laughs> just like just like kneecapped him and been done with it because every time these folks come up in polite conversation and i've run into them several times and they've been nothing but kind to me and every time i run into these are they come up in polite conversation i always go there was this one time <laughs> Yeah. four years ago uh i never forget it and i get it like i understand like you see they see a older an older what is to them and you know a stepmom aged or like a substitute teacher aged woman mm-hmm. and they they you know struggling while during a tech a check drop in her first year of comedy and right. they're gonna be like that bitch is not funny right. i get it you know like but you know I, I agree. Yes. I, I they folks do make it do make it challenging. I right. God, I had a comic one time tell me like uh you always get pulled at this mic because you're you. And I was like 
then why then why sometimes am i here (laughs) three in the morning (laughs) that's like i wish i wish you were correct (laughs) yeah that would be that would work out thank you for that's not uh sure you know but that is that would be my progress in that is that now when people say things like that to me i'm like oh okay this is that's what you're saying i get it it doesn't affect me would it be rude Mm. if we just started saying like oh your imposter syndrome just leaked out are you okay (laughs) it wouldn't be rude are you aware that it's on the sidewalk right now it would be kind of mean (laughs) because the I mean, one of the reasons one of the reasons that you and I have these interactions, and I'm convinced of this, is that they're all baby boys. They're baby boys. They're baby boys. And so, and they know that they know that I know that they're baby boys, and I'm gonna look at them like because I make a face like, oh, honey, oh, you're a baby boy. <laughs> oh my God, you are gonna blow up seven relationships between <laughs> now and the age that I'm at right now right. with this behavior, yep. and it's gonna it's gonna blow. But I mean, I know that when I was their age, if somebody had told me that, I would have gone, fuck you. And I would have purposely gone in the other direction. I'll show you who's going to yes. ruin what. So I don't yeah. say I don't say anything like that. Now I'm just like, OK, all, all right. right. Well, thanks, buddy. Enjoy your journey. <laughs> what if I said that? If I was just like, hmm, enjoy your journey and then like rub some crystals together. Right. Is that that's worse. No, that's, that's the worse, worse one. That's the worst option. But it, so at least in these sorts of yeah. social interactions, I don't have that. There are the, the, unfortunately, there's like, you know, when you're in a friendship or a relationship that's deeper and something kind of causes a rift, that's where I have a real difficulty letting go of things. Me too. So at least I'm making that much progress to where the more surfacey relationships are easier. Yeah. Because that was never the case. I used to take offense at everything. In my 20s. How dare this guy talk to me? Like, how dare that woman not sleep with me? Like, that kind of thing. Are you that guy? Oh, how yeah. dare you? How dare you? I'm a nice guy. Like, that. I was, oh, no. I, that was mine. It's so good. That was me. That You're was, I started it. You're so <laughs> No. Fortunately, it was pre-internet, so there's no record there's of no it. There's no record of yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> I get, you know what? I hate to say this. I get it. As a woman, I've had those moments, too. Like, how, as a woman, we, we never talk. You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is hard. I'm gonna have to. Well, it's an aspect of. I'm gonna have to edit that out. It's just as simple. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't edit myself out so much. Okay. Do you want to make a cut here? I guess. I don't know. Who cares? We'll figure it out. <laughs> what time is it? Oh shit. Um. So that being said, mm. I swear to God, I'm not a lady incel. I promise. No, world. of course not. Um. But what I do mean is that, like, you know, well, I don't know. It's going to have to I don't come know up what the sooner fuck or later. I, mean. right. I don't know what the fuck I mean. God, I did sound <laughs> a little bit. Did I sound like a little bit like an MN's race no. actress? Okay. Whew. That's what I'm saying. That's what is I'm that saying. Yeah. It, okay. it, In the context of the conversation. It's so cl- it's Don't like you that. sound bite me, internet. I'll kill you. <laughs> I will come after you. She will too. I will. In a non, in a gender neutral murder way, mm-hmm. I will come after you. Mm-hmm. They certainly will do that. They, I will. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my heavens. Okay. Let's just barrel roll out of that one. All right. Um, what is the weirdest amends you've ever had to make? Oh, boy. It'll be very similar to the amends I have to make to the internet about sounding <laughs> like a men's rights activist for five seconds. A weird amend. The weirdest amends I've had to make. Gosh. 
How do you mean weird? Like an apology or at least like, for example, uh, I have a friend, he told me the other night, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to share on the ninth step at this meeting. And I was like, okay, he goes, I got to ask you if this story is appropriate. I was like, sure. And he said that he was doing a ninth step and the guy he was doing the ninth step to passed out because he was so drunk. Oh, wow. The guy just like fell, like fell asleep oh, in wow. the middle of it. And I was like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard <laughs> Uh, once I, I made an amends to a gentleman who was, um, installing, this is going to date me installing my car stereo. That's a thing (laughs) kids do, right? Um, installing my car stereo and he, um, uh, back when I used to party, uh, I was very annoying. And so he tried to flush my head in a toilet at a party and so i reached up through this is an old sentence i reached up through his jinko jeans and i grabbed his cojones <laughs> and i twisted and i pulled them down because i was so hammered all i could remember was the voice of my father telling me how to defend myself against men mm. which was grab the cojones twist oh. and pull very effective foolproof. uh he came down on top of me jinkos the whole thing <laughs> turns out he had to go to the hospital because the jinkos had caught around his penis and um had like caused some like dick rug burn so he had like a dick blister oh my god so i had like caused dick damage yikes yeah and i had to i had to i ran into i was newly clean i was like three months clean and i walk into this auto sound place and there's dj sloan that's another sentence that's old and and i said and i said oh my god uh and i called my sponsor on my little brick nokia phone Mm -hmm. because I got clean in 2002 and Mm -hmm. I said, should I make an amends to this person? And she said, sure. And so she goes, what are you going to say? And I was like, I, sorry, I hurt your penis that one time. (laughs) And she was like, sounds good. And so that, that's, that that was maybe the weirdest, funniest one. There's no way I'm going to have a weirder amends than that. Uh, Trust me there. It's fine. You know, it doesn't even have to be weird. It can just be hard or or beautiful or whatever. I have what I, I have a lot of very little, amends that i've made okay like gaffes that i can't stop thinking about and then i'll tell the person oh are you a constant apologizer me too (laughs) oh my god i used to do that all the time i call people and be like i'm sorry i did this thing yeah and then they'd be like i forgot about that yeah i I had no idea you did that Yeah, yeah yeah i do it i don't know if i do it as much anymore yeah but i remember very clearly once when i was probably i was like 21 or two and my friends and i were hanging out at this bar that we hung out at all the time and it was one of these things where like i was saying before this girl i don't remember what it was but it was some it was something where like i was we were both trying to get past each other into that little dance yeah and she kind of gave me a look and oh i was so mad and I sat with my friends just going, like, fucking bitch, dude. What the fuck? Give me a look like that. And I was so angry about it that my friend Fred went over to her and said, hey, can you come apologize to my friend? And she did. <gasps> she was like, I'm really sorry. I have something else on my mind and all this stuff. And I went, oh, that's okay. And then she left and I said to Fred, what the fuck, dude? And I was mad at him. <laughs> I was mad at him for the rest of the night. Inconsolable. I was so, yeah, I was hopeless at that point. But then years went by, and I was like, hey, Freddie, you remember that time? And he went, yeah. And I go, I'm sorry about that. He goes, are you fucking shitting me, dude? (laughs) He couldn't (laughs) believe it. He's like, he he was, he, he went, 
apology accepted, but he goes, you need to stop doing stuff like that. Stop worrying about things like that. Yeah. And he's right. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of those. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cr- That's funny. That's so funny. She apologized. She was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." She did too. I'm having. She was such a nice person about I'm it, having and I a was bad day. That was why I was mad at Fred because what you know, I wouldn't have been able to articulate it then. Yeah. But I was just angry. So yeah. anybody who was going to get in my eye line, I was going to be pissed off at. Right. And I just wanted to be pissed off. I didn't want amends to be made. I didn't want that woman to apologize to me. I was yes. having more fun being pissed off about nothing. Yeah. So when he went and got her to do that, which was a very nice, I think he was right. doing it just to shut me up. But also, like, I certainly would have thought to do that if the shoe had been on the other foot. And she came in and was so cool about it. And then I felt like an asshole. And then I was mad at myself. Then I had to take it out on Fred. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. it. It it very much reminds me of this feeling of, I, I remember when my, this is going to sound really dark, but my dad was dying and I remember us getting in this rip roaring fight over some shit mm. and he just said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am sorry. I wasn't a good dad. Like he fully gave me the whole, I'm sorry. right. Oh, wow. Guess what? I felt fucking nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I was too in the anger still. Yeah. I hadn't processed it. Yeah. That's a sorry I felt 10 years later with professional help. Right. Well, at least you got that. Some people don't, most people don't even get that. Right. And I and I think a lot of times in those situations, another sassy email I said today was like, <laughs> I think that this customer's, whatever was happening with this customer when she called initially had very little to do with me. Sure. And I, and I do think that like what, occurs with most people is that you where did i see that i saw a movie recently where somebody got the big i'm sorry and they felt nothing Hmm. and you could tell but they didn't (laughs) say anything and i was like what a powerful thing oh you know what it was it was the only part of game of thrones season season eight i liked when Uh they were they ringing the bells i didn't see okay so in game of thrones they get a spoiler it sucked who cares if you didn't see it yet (laughs) get hbo i don't care um or or prime or whatever so at one point they're like listen if the bells ring they're surrendering to you you won Mm -hmm. you won that the stop with the dragon Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. and the bells ring and she looks at the bells and she looks at the people <laughs> and she takes a deep breath and she's like, didn't feel anything when she felt when the bells got there, she did not feel anything satisfying. So she just burned that whole city to the ground. People and all didn't care. Yeah. And that's, I understand. I was like, Oh, I yeah. really, I find that relatable for sure. Well played. Yeah. Well played rest of the season in hot garbage. But I got that <laughs> moment. I got that moment entirely. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I get it. I get where they made this character go. Yeah. I don't like it, yeah. but I get it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think some of the, I think some of the resistance to that was like a lot of people were like, "Ew!" It's like, yeah, that's a gross thing that we do sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's human, unsavory. Yeah, it's not good. It's mm-mm. some. Mm-mm. I don't like it's it. a fart in your mouth. Yeah, Ugh. it's an emotional fart in your mouth. <laughs> that's the most disgusting metaphor <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Sorry, it's also very apt. It's very. It's like it's very on. on Did point. I just do that? Or mm-hmm. like when somebody when somebody asks you, they're like, "Try this. It's gross." <laughs> And you're like, oh, and you put it in your mouth. <laughs> you're like, God, you're right. This is the worst ice cream I've ever had. Yeah. yeah it's Thank like, God I 
experienced it for myself. God, why do people have to do that? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, how do you maintain your, because you are, you're doing great. Thank you. Killing it in the game. Oh, thank you. What are you hosting at the improv? What? 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 Making that long commute from Van Nuys. It's not that long. I, I know it's not that long. I know we were both like blink blink. It's like that's not that bad. You're from San Diego. Yeah. I'm from San Luis Obispo County. That's just getting somewhere. Yeah, everywhere is a half hour. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. Um, but what like how, uh, what do you do to keep yourself kind of centered and balanced on a daily basis? Um, on a daily basis. Well, I don't know. I think like lately I kind of have, I have my comic books. That's always good. I try to. Comic book time. Yeah. I try to make comic book time every day, or at least, you know, a little yeah. bit. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that anything I do. You have like a self-care routine? Not really. I used to, well, that was like, I haven't, like we were talking about, or we mentioned before, like I haven't gone to Zumba much at all lately you got a zumba I know, that really helps i i was getting into meditating for a little for a little bit too there okay you I got an app are you an app guy yeah, i was using the insight timer oh was, I, I liked it and i don't know why i should just start doing it again okay um i kind of have like a go to bed routine that i okay. that i feel like helps i don't want to discuss it because it's kind of gross <laughs> It centers around me jerking. Do off. you fart in your mouth? Yes. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I come. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, it's oh my god! I don't know. Oh god! Oh god! I had a moment today where my therapist was asking me serious questions about sex, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I don't want to talk about this with you." <laughs> I want to like. I will talk about this on stage. Right. I will talk about this with my girlfriends and my gay friends. <laughs> not in therapy where it might do some good. Yeah, not therapy where it's gonna help. How dare you? <laughs> Why would you bring this up? And she was just like, you know, there's a lot of stigmatization, but like we shouldn't stigmatize, like, you know, all this stuff and like masturbation and all this stuff. So I think my therapist would want me to say in this moment, it's totally fine that your 20 minute routine at the end of the night includes jerking off because you got to get the demons out. Well, 20 minutes is a kind estimate, but <laughs> <laughs> I try to make it go for as long as I can. Oh, well, I mean, everyone's better. Everyone's when you're doing it by yourself, it's about getting it done. <laughs> it's about efficiency. Sometimes that's actually how it had been my whole life. But now that's part of the centering is I try to treat myself. Oh, okay. You take yourself on a hot date. Take myself on a little date. On a little hot date. I don't date. have any candles or anything like that. But if I did, I mean, why not? <laughs> Self care. Yeah, I will why get not? Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I make like bedtime. It's not like because I mean, you know how it is with this life of ours. And it's just (laughs) you're going from one thing to the next. And so often you just come home and And fall down in a heap. So I try to like shoe on. Yes. I try to ease myself into that more. And it doesn't always include. It usually does, but not always includes masturbating. But, you know, trying to get some more reading in, watch a news radio or a Kids in the Hall, or a Larry okay. Sanders. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. shorter, like a sitcom. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes. Nice. And uh, yeah. You live your life. I live my life. So Regular I feel like that, uh, that helps. Yeah. That's normal. And I have like a weird. morning routine too. You know, you make coffee, you do this, you do that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All, I, find ve- I do find great solace in all the little... The routines. Routines. Like 
recently, and this is a routine I hadn't done in a long time. So I store my comics in these short boxes. Yeah. And I keep them in alphabetical order. And as I buy them and I, you know, I keep them, I have to go, I have to like, I had to do this recently, take all of them out and organize them, like reorganize them. Do you have to put like Because I got the new ones that I got to put in and I got to shift these out. And so it's a whole process and I love it. Yeah. It's one of the aspects of comic book collecting that I find very appealing. Like I love to read the comics. I love all the, you know. Everything, yeah. that, the creative end of it. But the organizing is also, yeah. I find, very relaxing. Because yeah. it's a routine and it's kind of mindless, but I still have to be paying some kind of an atten- of attention. I put Animal House on or Big Lebowski on and I'm just, you know, have yeah. it on while I'm doing this. I remember doing that once when I was 25, 26 maybe. I was in my room. I lived in a garage at the time. It had been repurposed. Perfect. And uh, I, I, it was one thirty in the morning, and I look up and I just see all my comics laid out, and I went, oh, "This is exactly what I wanted to happen when I was a teenager. Like this is yeah. exactly how I pictured it. Just a grown man in his funny books, just enjoying them. Yay! So that, yeah, that I, all those little sorts of routines I find very soothing. That's doing nice. the laundry. When my kid was visiting last year. He's such a, you know, he's, he was 10, now he's 11. I always forget you have a kid. <laughs> so does he. Um, <laughs> you know, he's such a, he's a kid, so it is yeah, a lot of attention. Yeah, living his life, yeah. So, like, you know, I would wake up before he woke up and just do the laundry, and it was quiet. <gasps> oh, the best. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then he's up, and then I have to entertain him, and it's fine, because I have already kind of taken a moment for myself. That's so smart. Yeah. That is so smart. I'm pretty smart. That's some quality dad moves. <laughs> I went to San Diego State University. I don't want to brag. Ooh, what was they your major? They only take the first 20,000 people. Yes. <laughs> Volleyball with a minor in. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. No, really. What was your major? Uh, I was an English major. Oh. English and philosophy. Ooh. Double major. That's very good for comedy. Yeah. Those are two things that are good. You Did know where the commas... Did not retain much of the philosophy degree, if I'm being honest. Really? I forgot a lot. I was drunk for most of that last year of college. I mean... Like, full on, problematically drunk. <laughs> isn't that what San Diego State is for? Yes. That's exactly what it's yeah. for. Yeah. I mean... But congrats. Thank I think you. both of those things are great. I don't disagree. I'm glad I did it. Occasionally, so Stuart has a degree in linguistics. I took mm. one linguistics class in community Thanks. college, and occasionally I'll ask him about something I learned in linguistics, and he'll be like, I have no idea. And I'll be <laughs> like, how dare you? That's exactly my experience. <laughs> I don't really talk. like in, The English degree I'm very comfortable with because yeah. that was always my strongest subject. Mm. I added philosophy as a major because I didn't want to graduate. I wanted to stay in college for another two years. Yeah. So I tacked that on. Yeah. And did that. But then I kind of burnt myself out doing that. So that's why I think a lot of it started to leave my memory almost immediately. Like as soon as I graduated, I was like, oh, I don't remember any of this stuff. But if I went back and read, like, because philosophy texts are very dense and difficult to read. And when I do read one, I'm like, oh, I understand this, but it's it's super boring, but I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Good for you. Thank you. I enjoy that. Thanks. What? Okay, this leads very well into our next question. Higher power? Mm, Got one? No, ma'am. All right. Sort of, and not really. I don't know. When I went to my, when I started going to my therapist now, he's in the program. So he was, he 
encouraged me. He has sort of the, the program version of a higher power, which is just yes. like, we don't know, but yeah. like not you. He was like, you don't, he, so the, he brought up the higher power and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I'm, I'm at best an atheist, half a Satan worshiper. <sighs> so it's like, I don't know if that's. There's so, that Satanism's got some good ideas. It's fun. Yeah, that's another one that they're going really to the capture that, that, like. that and I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> they're going to capture that. I'm going to get canceled. Well, well this isn't. Geraldo's not coming out for you in 1985. I think you're going to be okay. Okay. Um, he so. suggested that my higher power could be comedy, which I was no. like, well, yes. Mm. I thought about it. I mean, there's the concept of the comedy, concept, not, not the business. The business. God, no, okay. that wouldn't be anyone's higher power. Eesh. Well, it is some people's higher power. You see them, their eyes are dead. Yes. <laughs> well, they're hardly people at that point. Yeah. They're just like, where did you get booked? It's I went like, to. Can't you have a, where are you booked this week? It's like, hey. why? Hello? The nut house. That's what's where you should be booked. What's your name? <laughs> um, I did. When I went, I've been to a few Al-Anon meetings and I remember uh, a lady shared, or she was the speaker for the meeting. Sure. And she talked about how, she had a similar problem when she started the program. She didn't believe in God as, you know, Judeo Christian sort of. Yeah. So she made Peter Pan her higher power. Hilarious. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can make Thor my higher power if I wanted <gasps> That's to. That's a good one. Or the dude. Or just yeah. anybody, anyone to kind of. And actually, because The Big Lebowski is one of my favorite, beyond just a favorite movie. Okay. But there is a kind of a Zen movement known as Dudaism. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh. And the guy wrote a book and I read it and I was like, oh, this is like the first time any kind of spirituality made sense to me because okay. it was, it was directed at me through a Coen brothers movie, which is Hilarious. really the way to do it. Perfect. So yeah, I don't think that's, so I don't have a higher power per se, but I'm certainly more open to the idea than I ever have been really since I was right. a little, little kid. Right. Yeah. I think that's fine. Thanks. I don't know what it is. I just know it's, <laughs> I, I don't, people are like, well, what's your concept of higher power? I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it is. Yeah. I've experienced it. Yeah. And then they're like, well, that doesn't answer my question. I'm like, it's not supposed to. I think the thing, one of the things I've always had a problem with a higher power beyond just having trouble with authority figures is that I've always thought, cause it does seem like, like if you, if you consider sort of just the universe as the yeah. higher power, that's so bleak. Like there's so much cruelty and misery and it's just mm. like, yeah, hikes. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. One time somebody gave me the most weird advice in that moment. Mm -hmm. It was before my first first battle. I was jogging, got a text. Are you nervous about tonight? I mm -hmm. said, yes. And he said, don't worry about it. In a hundred years, everyone's going to be dead. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, Fair enough. And yeah. I kept running and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Like that, that's fine. There is. Yeah. There's definitely an upshot to that notion. Yeah. The big, like, I don't matter that much in this right. moment. Doesn't matter that much. That does. You're right. That, right. and there's been times where that's brought me much comfort. Yeah. I guess I feel more like, I guess what I was trying to get at is if it feels to me, if there is a higher power, yeah. then that higher power has a lot to answer for. Word. So that's where I start to be like, I think it would we'd be better off if we just assumed this was all random. <laughs> be like a knock, knock, knock. Uh, Yemen, though. <laughs> you just you just let those kids starve. Is that what you did? Yeah, huh? that's a right. that's a thing you were getting. Couldn't drop some rice on those people. It would kill you? you. Couldn't yeah. kill you. 
yeah, exactly. I get it. I but get you, it. I, you know, there is also that I, I've. I kind of embraced nihilism at a certain point, certainly when I was studying sure. philosophy and stuff. Yeah. And that really did help. It's like, none of this matters. That is a phase men go through in college. Yeah. Like they read, they read the stranger and they're like, oh, got it. I can kill a guy. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> the cure will write a song about me if I do it even. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, they follow. They followed up with a uh, uh, Gulag Archipelago or mm-hmm. um, a Day in the Life of Ivan Djanovich, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they like, read a lot of Nietzsche. Yeah. In the one nihilism class that I had, because San Diego State is more of an analytic philosophy, and nihilism falls more under the Continental School of Philosophy. Oh. So it's really more for science, and I am not scientifically inclined whatsoever. Repeat viewings of Star Wars aside. I mean, is there science in Star Wars? Well, it's science fiction, isn't it? It is science fiction. Yo, have you watched The Expanse yet? Mm-mm. No. It's amazing. Is that on the Netflix? It's on the Amazon Primes. Oh, okay. It's I've on the Primes. That. I'll watch that on the Primes. It's really it's great. W- I love science fiction, but I also... It's the same with horror, I find. It's like, I like the genres, but I have very focused on one or two things at a time i guess i get it yeah i was trying to i was trying to explain to uh stewart last night why hereditary why heredity is such a good movie so good and he just looked horrified (laughs) he doesn't like horror he also doesn't like movies about like sad family drama Mm. like like i'm i could do with less of those frankly but I it's, love horror when it's good, like Hereditary. Yeah. So and that's the thing is, uh, it ha- like most of the people I've known who are big horror buffs, like all of it, including all the garbage. And well, I can't yeah, do see, the garbage as much as I yeah, used to. Yeah, I'll turn off garbage anime. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I'm old. I got shit to do. Right, exactly. I could be I could be doing anything right now. Exactly. I could be watching anything. Right. So if this sucks, we're done. I'm not watching the whole yeah. thing because it sucks. Oh, yeah. Like, when people say that, it's such a weird thing nowadays when people are like, oh, you just have to get through the first season. I go, oh, I don't have to do any of it. That being said, <laughs> the first season of The Expanse has some rough dialogue. <laughs> well, sure. But it it's it's like a hard-boiled, like, it's like kind of a cop drama in space, but also oh, like sold. a chase thing. That's and all like, I needed to hear. Yeah. And yeah. then the second season, second and third seasons are absolute juggernauts. It's okay. Game of Thrones in space. But okay. like. Yeah, so if you're not like a dragon person, you like a space. Yeah, I'm more in spaceships than dragons. Me too. Like, so so it's it's really good. It'll make up for the bummer that was Westworld. I have I didn't. Uh, I watched the first season and I enjoyed it. Great, but it did. Don't watch the second season. Sag you don't, you don't need it in the second season. There's like one see, episode. said that about the Wire, and I like the second season of the Wire. Okay, maybe you'll like it. I'm going to go back and watch it eventually. The, the, I was so excited for that show, though, because that movie is one of my favorites since I'm a little kid. Yeah. And the show went into a much different direction, which for is totally sure. cool. Yeah. But I was also kind of like, I wish this was more fun. Remember like in the first episode, there was a big shootout? Yeah. Shootout in every episode. Is that so much to ask? I want a shootout. It gets there. Okay. There's a good samurai fight in the second season. Oh. Yeah. That was the great... Like, the, they go don't, to... But like the finale of season one where you saw the other worlds yeah I was like, fuck yeah this is what i signed up for yeah you get to go there Good. I, I honestly i would just watch like episode three four 
five, okay. maybe six, and then after that, who cares? <laughs> okay. You could skip That's the fine. first two episodes. They're literally hot garbage that set up nothing. Yeah, see? Yeah. Hot garbage. <laughs> Just Google it. Google what happens in those episodes. I'm it's letting you know right nice now. You get so mad. It's kind of nice that TV has evolved as an art form and as a storytelling oh, form. Oh, where we can all now criticize? Yeah. Could you it, imagine? That's it? the bummer side is like, we're going to take our time with the first and we're like, oh, fine. <sighs> fine. Fine. Could you imagine if they did Star Trek? Were you a Star Trek guy? See, I know. I was always, to? I do like Star Trek, but I'm much, I was much more a Star Wars kid. Okay. Up, and still am. I mean, well, I get it. It's the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. It's basically the hero's journey. So mm-hmm. like once you get into that, it's, it's very sound storytelling. It's, yes. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. What did you think of the last couple of movies? You know, I enjoyed them and then okay. forgot about them immediately. So I don't think that's like a good sign, but it's also, I would rather that than hate them. Like so many people seem to. I liked Rogue One a lot. I love, that's the thing is that Rogue One and Solo. Everybody hates that one. I like it. I love the ones that they're not in the, you know, chapters. Yes. I like it. Take us down these roads. Oh, I love that monk just like walking through the firefight. Like, yes. Yeah, dude. That guy is so. Give me more of that. He's so great. He's so great. Um, I didn't. I didn't see Solo, but I really liked it. Um, I saw the Meat Planet one. That's what I call it. The last. <laughs> remember the, the climactic scenes are fighting on that salt. It's the salt planet. Oh yes. And there's like the glass foxes. Yes, I like that. You like that? I like both. I, that's the thing. Is I that did say in the theater, it looks like they're fighting on a tri tip. <laughs> 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 I haven't, but I haven't re. So I've rewatched Rogue One and Solo. I have not rewatched chapters seven and eight. Yeah. I once, this was like in 08, I want to say, I watched all six in a row. Oh. And I said, okay, I don't need to do that again. Like, that's, I love Star Wars, but there's also a limit. So I hadn't, wa- and then I recently watched the original trilogy and I was like, oh, yeah, I still love these. Because I was also born in 77. So it's like it's I like was right thing. in that demo. Yeah. So they got their hooks into me from birth. Yeah. My mom saw the original movie while I was in utero. Oh, my what God. What choice do I have? That's real cute. It's super cute. <laughs> you're like you're like a little you're like a little fetus and you're like do or not do there is no <laughs> like you're just that's so cute that's so cute yeah um okay so last question mm. what is one thing have we gone through all we went through all of them that went fast yeah or it felt like it went fast because we have just we have that good like we do that good valenzuela callaway report we really do fucking get into it <laughs> have fun the say Callaway's the weird it, vibe. get in them weird insult thoughts yeah <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, right? I do. I know exactly what you're saying. And I don't think anyone is going to mistake what you were saying God, I for think... what you're afraid they're going to think. Oh, my I God. I don't think that's going to Oh, happen. my God. Don't at me. Um, uh, last question. What is one thing you would say to somebody just like yourself out there in the world? Oh, is that it? That's it. It gets, it gets easier. Oh. That was something that nobody told me growing up well our parents generation were much more like life is suffering mm-hmm. kind of people yeah because like, they had bifocals and bad knees by the time they were like 22 right my father fought in a war he wasn't worried about <laughs> how i was gonna feel when i was the age he is you know was he in korea or vietnam 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 that's crazy 
That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, that's bananas. That's been, he went through a draft. Mm-hmm. He was drafted. Well, yes, but also he volunteered. What? To, when he, he got drafted like everybody else. Yeah. And then after basic, <laughs> they were like, anybody want to volunteer? My dad was like, sure. And I asked him, I was like, why would you do that? And he goes, I had nothing else to do. What? <laughs> he goes, I would go to my mother's house for dinner on Sunday. He goes, that's all I did. And he said that in basic training, they make you keep your head shaved. And in country, they didn't do that. So he was like, I could grow my hair longer if I went to Vietnam. And I said, okay, that's a long way to go for that sort of thing. But <laughs> I also, when he told me, though, it made perfect. Because he told me that when I was like 17. And so right. I was the same age that he had been. God, he was only 17. He was 18 when he got drafted. So I was like, Shit. he said all that. And I just went, yeah, that's probably exactly what I would have done. Good. <laughs> but I would have been killed immediately. I can tell you that. Just, <laughs> just do not have the fortitude for a combat situation. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Boy, I held my breath right before my 36th birthday. I was in no danger of being drafted, but I was like. Ooh, I can't wait until I'm not. Well, I mean, eligible. we went through some wartime stuff. They were That's talking true. about it after 9/11. I think even months before my 36th birthday, uh, North Korea started doing missile tests, and I was like, "Can you just wait till could, September?" Please? Could you just not? Could you just not until could the you, fall? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, North Korea? What are you doing? But yeah, that's I remember reading an interview with John Stewart when I was like 20, and it was right after Columbine, like around that time. Jesus. And they asked him the same question, like, "What would you say?" And he goes, "Dude, it gets easier. It really does. Just get through high school, and then you'll be much happier." Yeah. And it took a long time for that to kind of sink in. Yeah. But that's definitely something. I feel like I would have had much more fun if I'd known that it wasn't always going to be terrible. I mean, high school, junior high and high school for a certain type of like question authority type of person is pure hell. Yeah. Because it's it's just an environment that's like, please don't question authority. It's Yeah. It's, it's completely like, counter to everything that you are as a person. Right. <laughs> so right. It's very, there was a nice sweet spot in my junior, senior year where I kind of embraced that. And I was like, oh, that's my role. Okay. Yeah. I'll play that role. Exactly. But. <laughs> it was it was i mean just in general because you know i got into my 20s and i was like am i gonna be this horny all the time and <laughs> you know stuff like that and it was like that was the nice thing about my 30s was how everyone says like everyone's like oh your 30s are so much more fun which i don't think is true but i do think in my 30s i was like oh i appreciate this more yeah you appreciate it more you're more confident women go through a different thing in their late 20s, early 30s. They start to have the weird hormone jump that guys sure. have when they're like 17. Yeah. And that's when I fully understood. I was like, oh, I'm so horny. My teeth hurt. Yes. Oh, what boy. the fuck is this? <laughs> and somebody was like, that's what it's like to be a young man. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck this shit. I could have. I understood war. I, I understood yeah. war for the first time. Yes. I was like, oh, I get it. And puberty was my Vietnam. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. I understand. I understand why creatures with this impulse want to murder and rape everything. Yeah, it's unsavory. <laughs> it's an unsavory moment. You get through it. Yeah, you get through it. You just yeah, just keep your pants on and brush your teeth and live your life. That was something because that was yeah. That was I remember like when I would see old people around, I would have to fight the impulse to go up to them and go, "Please tell me it gets better." Like I just wanted that reassurance. 
Yeah. But I had to kind of find it for myself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would say to somebody like me. I'm suddenly struck with the feeling of, did I just say a secret incel thing again? <laughs> no, what? No, I don't know. I'm just tripping out now. Okay. Okay. Where can people find you? Oh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jimmy the Worm. What? That's me. Branding. And also the Worm Turns with Jimmy Calloway. New episodes every Thursday. Yeah. And you have people do your intros. and Yeah. Little ID tags. ID tags. Like I do NPR. like a radio show. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. Yay. Um, and you can find me at Anna V is found on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on AnnaValensVale.com for show dates. I will update it. Sure. I'm updating. Of course. I'm out in these streets updating. Absolutely. Um, you can uh, find my other podcast, the Brew Haha Podcast, spelled with J's. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also uh, find me. We have a show on the at Ueno Vino here in LA the third Friday of every month at 7 p.m. And we had some 12 questions fans come out last time. Oh, very fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really made it worth it. There was a lot of Unpops fans that came out. I was like, hey, come out, Unpops. So it was nice to see you out there. Um, and Jimmy, how we end this podcast mm-hmm. every week is oh and sorry about last week guys uh i didn't have a guest last week <laughs> i did not have a guest and i got really stupidly sick and then i just i forgot oh uh, hopefully i'll get it together and put like an old episode up or something <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking but i was i just i fucked up mm. happy memorial day yeah, everyone takes a break yeah um, for sure yeah everybody the, the podcast went to a barbecue that's what happened have you missed a week occasionally i have done i did I finished up the sixty third episode today? Yeah, which will come out next week. Uh huh. Not missed a week. Good for you. And, uh, I I took like a couple year hiatus. First battle got in the way of everything slog. in my life. So I have a couple episodes that have gone up later in the day on a Thursday. Yeah, but no, I've not missed a week, and I kind of wish I would. <laughs> sometimes maybe you should take a week take like a holiday off yeah i might do that yeah just take a holiday off i had a uh just tell your listeners what's happening don't do what i do which is just like i again i got i had like a fever i got so sick on monday Mm. that i just didn't i thought i had uploaded my podcasts but it turns out i was just asleep and sweating (laughs) instead of uploading the podcast Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been late drops this like last couple of weeks it's just been crazy so sometimes life happens it does but if they love what you do they'll show up for it so it's all good Mm -hmm. hopefully yeah i think (laughs) i'm sorry categorically i can say categorically not an incel okay uh if if you have not heard this today, Jimmy, mm-hmm. I love you. Oh, I love you, Anna. Yay. Yay. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard this today, we love you. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Right. That's how I have my bucket. Really? Yeah. I feel so like a dick. I love you very much. Ah.